0: born again now we're his children and he said if your father if you ask him he's your father he won't give you something that you didn't ask for and he won't give you something that would harm you yeah but how do you know the devil i ain't worried about the devil i'm telling you greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world This is a victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. If we find out who we are in Christ, what He's given us, and especially in the power of the Holy Spirit, the devil no longer has dominion over us. The Bible says sin don't even have dominion over us. We're no longer under the law. We have dominion over sin. I don't know if y'all knew that or not, but the Bible says we have dominion over sin sin's not the issue Jesus dealt with sin on the cross he hung on the cross took your sin and my sin and said it is finished yeah but what about that sin I did he took it I gave him mine give him yours See, we have a hard time letting go of what we have. And the harder time that we have letting go of what we have, the harder time we get, have getting a hold of what He has for us. If, well, just country terms. If we don't let go of what we got, He ain't going to give us what He's got. It's really that simple. We have to turn loose of us to get a hold of Him. A lot of times we hang on to ourselves. We're afraid. If I let go, I'm going to drown. We better start talking about the Holy Spirit here. Get off of this rabbit trail. But I'm just telling you, the Spirit of God is good. He is God. And I'm telling you, He's here to help us live this life that the world has put on us, the Christian life. But God has given us His Spirit so that we can live in His kingdom now in this life on this earth right here. Well, wait a minute. What are you talking about His kingdom? When Jesus came, He started preaching. He said, Behold, the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom is now. It's not later. It does not come with observation. And there's a couple of scriptures I got in here, and I'm going to get ahead of myself. But in Romans... 1417 it says the kingdom of god is not meat or drink, but it's righteousness peace and joy in the holy ghost so the kingdom of god is in the holy ghost and it's righteousness peace and joy and i want you to understand in this church in the body of christ you are the righteousness of god in christ And Jesus has given given us His peace. So there's righteousness, peace, and joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. We have those things. Righteousness, peace, and joy belong to us. And it's in the Holy Ghost. And if we receive the Holy Ghost, He's in us. Amen. Jesus said, pray this way. Our Father which is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth or in earth as it is. where. So if we're trying to say we need to hurry and get up there, he's saying, cool your jets, big D. I'm wanting to send the Holy Ghost down to you, and in it is the kingdom of God. And it's righteousness, peace, and joy for you, not when you get to heaven to get it all, but while you're here, I want my will to be done here on earth just like it is in heaven. Yeah, but you believe that stuff? I sure do. I believe that God wants us to have what He has in the unseen realm. That's heaven. Heaven is the unseen realm. Everything that we can see today was created by the Word of God out of the unseen realm, spoken into existence, into the seen realm where we're at right now. Even us, all of us were made by the power of God. We were made, we were created, we were formed in His image. After His likeness, He breathed life into us and we became living souls. Amen. And here we are today. He has blowed on the disciples in the book of Acts and told them receive the Holy Spirit. He said, don't you go nowhere. You just go on in the upper room. And we read about this last week in Acts chapter 2. He said, you just go up there and tarry till you be filled with power from on high. How many of you need some power from on high? We need the power of God from on high. We cannot do this quote unquote Christian thing without help from God. That's called religion. Religion is man trying to connect with God. And God don't connect to religion. Amen. God connects to His Spirit. Until we get born of the Spirit of God, Jesus Christ. till we let Jesus be in us, the Spirit of God's not going to fill us. Prerequisite, ye must be born again. That which is born of flesh or the the earth is earthly. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. That's why when we get real, real old and we die, that our flesh goes back to the dirt where it came from. Oh, I thought we went to heaven. Hang on, rest for a minute. Then our spirit, the spirit that's of God, goes and becomes reunited from where it came from God. Then when Jesus comes back, remember that trumpet that's going to blow and all that and them songs. It's really real. It says the dead in Christ are going to rise, and they which that first, they're going to rise first, and then we which are remain. We'll be caught up together with him in the air forever be with him. Amen. That's the Spirit of God reuniting with God from where we came. Our flesh, even if, if it's a thousand years from now and your body's all rotted out. You say, man, I don't know if I don't even want to sit through this message or not. I can give you some real good illustrations. I use rotted out because ca- that's what cars do when they sit and they, they rot. Well, I figure if you did the same thing, you laid out in the weather for 30, 40 years. You think you get a suntan, but you rot out. And then when Jesus comes back, the Bible says that this old corruptible body is going to put on incorruption. We're going to be changed in the twinkling of an eye we'll be changed. We put on, right now, when we got born again, we became new in the Spirit. And what you're doing tonight, when I do finally get into the Bible and we begin to read the Word of God, then your mind will be being renewed. Our spirit man's made new. Our mind is being renewed with the Word of God. And our bodies, it's going to be made new at the second coming of Jesus. We're going to be new all over. Well, that old elbow, it's been aching. It's going to be fixed. Amen. But in the meantime, we start renewing our mind and beginning to, we begin to agree with what the Word of God says in order to have what God says we have. Everybody with me? And it takes time. It's a process of time. And sometimes we fail at it. And sometimes we're not real good at agreeing with God. Amen. Sometimes my pain is louder than the Word of God. And I start agreeing with my pain instead of God. We're all guilty of it at times. But God wants us to renew our mind and begin to settle in on what He says is truth. And it takes the Holy Spirit to reveal to us what the truth is. Because the devil lied to Adam and Eve in the garden, especially Eve. Don't take this wrong, ladies. (laughs) I'm telling you, he came to Eve and began to talk to her. Adam messed up by just sitting back and letting everything transpire. Okay? So I'm not blaming Eve for the problem. Adam should have said no. Even if Eve said, we're going to eat that fruit, Adam should have said, I ain't. (laughs) You know, you can't make your wife not eat it, but... You you don't have to get in agreement with her and go ahead and eat also. Come on, guys. Yeah, but you just don't know the pressure she put me under. (laughs) You guys are wimps. (laughs) Stand up and say no. (laughs) I do. (laughs) And I stay in trouble sometimes, too. Let me get into the Bible where you can get your mind renewed and get, get out of the gutter and all this stuff that's going on right now. Let's turn over to John chapter 14. We'll begin reading with verse number 26. We're talking about the teacher. The Holy Spirit is the teacher. Jesus was speaking here and he said, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all Things The Holy Spirit, who is the comforter, when he comes, the Father's going to send him in my name, he's going to teach us all things, all things, and bring all things to our remembrance whatsoever Jesus has said unto us. Isn't it nice that we can have his Spirit, the Spirit of God, dwelling within us to teach us everything that Jesus is saying to us, And after we've read it, He has the ability, the Spirit does within us, to bring to our remembrance everything that Jesus has said to us. Everything. You ever been talking to somebody and you're ministering to them and you're sharing and they're hurting and they're needing help and you're thinking, what can I do to help them? What can I say to help them? And pretty soon you're sitting there and you've been reading the Bible for several years. And all of a sudden you start talking to people and the scriptures just start coming out of your mouth. They're coming from your heart out of your mouth and you're able to help someone because Jesus, by the Holy Spirit, revealed to you and brought to your remembrance what you read about a problem that you was going through. That's how the Spirit of God works. Without the Spirit of God, we'll be sitting around like, I don't know what to say. I don't know how you remember all that stuff. I don't remember a lot of stuff. He just brings it to my remembrance. See, it's not like, okay, I got all this stuff memorized now. I can share it with you. No, I read and study and read after this guy and this woman and this person, and I put the stuff in me. Then when I start talking, He brings to my remembrance those things that I've read in the Bible. That's the Holy Spirit. That's what he does. And, it don't. you know, I don't know where we got. You got to be goofy when you get filled with the Holy Spirit. You got to fall on the floor and do a 360 and foam at the mouth and shout and scream and go crazy. I don't know where we got all that. It ain't in the Bible. Now, if you fall on the floor and roll around, I'm going to look at you like you're crazy. But so many people were turned off by us because the way we acted because the way we thought we were supposed to act but aren't you glad that we're going to go through some scripture to find out that you don't have to act any certain way when you get filled with the Holy Spirit and a lot of times people won't even know that you're filled with the Holy Ghost until you open your mouth and then they'll wonder for sure if you are or not (laughs) Oh, Lord, let me get back off over here in the Word again and quit meddling. But, you know, Jesus said this way. They'll know that you're my disciples if you have love one for another. That's how they're going to know if you're his disciple. In Romans chapter 5, verse 5, it says, The Holy Spirit is shed abroad in our hearts. By the Holy Spirit. So it even takes the Holy Spirit to reveal the love of God, to share the love of God from us to them. I tell you, I I used to not be filled with the Holy Ghost, and I wasn't too lovable. Some of y'all say, what are you saying? (laughs) I'm not saying nothing. I'm just saying I... Before I was filled with the Holy Spirit, I had my carnal mind and my carnal opinion like everybody else has. My mind, my carnal mind, my carnal opinion, it didn't do nobody no good, including myself. Amen. And you read the Bible and you see all these disciples before they were filled with the Spirit. You remember Peter, the one that always spoke up and told everybody what he thought? y'all remember you read about him you remember the time and i've quoted this a few times but jesus is telling them i'm fixing to be crucified and i'm going to die and i'm going to be raised again on the third day he's telling his disciples what's fixing to transpire what's coming to pass and peter's like no no not so not so lord this ain't gonna happen on my watch basically it's what he said Jesus looked at him and said, Get behind me, Satan. Most of us would have went home mad because the preacher called us the devil. I'm serious. It'd be like, Did you hear what he called me? The other disciples would be like, Okay. I can just see, I get into this. When I hear and see what Jesus did with these guys, I'm thinking, I ain't doing that. I had an older brother <laughs> and I didn't get near as many whippings as he did. And it wasn't because I was better than him. I became a lot smarter by watching what happens when you do certain things. And I'm telling you, if we just if we just lighten up a little bit in the body of Christ and see what God's plan for our life is. We'll we'll never hear, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block unto me. Jesus went on to tell Peter that day. He said, you do not understand the things that be of God. You only savor or understand those things that be of man. So Peter was operating out of a carnal mind, even though God had just got through revealing to him, this is in the same passage of Scripture, that Jesus had asked his disciples, who do men say that I am? And they they went and gave him all these answers. Uh, They said, you're this guy, and they think you're this, and the Baptists think you're this, and the Church of Christ thinks you're this, and the Pentecostals think you're this. Don't say that. I'm just throwing all that in because we have our different opinions of who he is. And Peter stepped up and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, because flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but the Father that's in heaven. So it was a revelation from God to Peter who Jesus was, but he might have known who Jesus was, but he still got rebuked by Jesus by saying, It ain't going to happen the way you say it is. We have problems Even though we believe in Jesus and we have Him as our Lord and Savior, when we disagree with what God says, we get rebuked. Well, I didn't know that. God will tell us, look, dude, you're wrong. He's talking to me, not not y'all. I'm just revealing to y'all what I hear sometimes. When I think I'm right and God knows I'm not, He don't just let me go on without saying, dude, you're wrong. And so I either have to humble myself and receive what he tells me, or I get mad and go home. Aren't you glad that Peter went ahead and took the rebuke and his other disciples around him learned from that rebuke? And they later on were in the upper room and got filled with the Holy Spirit. And from that day forth, Peter was never the same person again. Amen. He showed up on the day of Pentecost. He's the one that uh, called out all the names of the people that were there. And Mary, the mother of Jesus. Y'all didn't know she was a tongue talker, didn't you? You thought she was just a Catholic. (laughs) No, she was a tongue talking Catholic. I'm telling you, it's in the Bible. Read it in in Acts chapter 2. She was filled with the Spirit of God. She talked with all of them were filled and all of them spoke with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Mary right in the middle of it. Well, if Mary did it, I'll do it too. You'd be surprised at the people that are getting filled with the Spirit of God when they realize who was in that upper room. There's 120 of them. And Jesus told them, hang out till you get endued with power from on high. Why do they need power? The same, re- same reason that we need power, to be witnesses of Jesus Christ. I'm telling you right now, this day and age, I didn't think I'd live to see these times when the world is coming against the body of Christ. Our political system is coming against Jesus, coming against what's right, coming against what's good. It's like they're calling you bad and they're calling the bad good. But Jesus told us it's the way it's going to be. He said, they'll call evil good and good evil and they'll kill you thinking they're doing God a service. Thank God nobody's, you know, come to get us yet. But if we don't have... The Spirit of God, in this day and age, we need the Spirit of God. We need the Holy Spirit to withstand an evil day. We need not just the Spirit to be a witness unto Him, but to give us boldness and courage to not cave in to what they're telling us we got to do. You can't say that. Y'all getting quiet. See, we're being told what we can and can't say. And it goes way back to the book of Acts. And I'm going to just stick with Peter while I'm talking about him. I don't know if I'll get it back in my notes or not. But Peter and John in Acts chapter 3, they walked by this man that was laid at the gate beautiful. And he was lame from his birth. And he was asking alms. And they told him, Silver and gold have we none, but such as we have, give I unto thee. In the name of Jesus, rise and walk. The man got up and walked. You'd think he'd been laying there for years. You'd think the religious people around there would be like, Wow, that was an awesome miracle, dude. Y'all come over, check this. When he goes to the synagogue with Peter and John, He's leaping and praising God. I would be too if I'd been lame all my life and I got healed. He goes in and calls no small stir among the religious people. That's why we're not going to be religious. We're getting that religion that has been in us, out of us, and we're working on relationship with Jesus, and it takes the Spirit of God, amen, living in us to give us that relationship that we need. Well they came knocking on the door. Hey dude. You know, they got on to Peter and John. By what authority do you do these things? What would we do? Wouldn't me? <laughs> you know, this is right after he got filled with the holy ghost just a just a couple chapters down the road there. He's fresh with the Holy Ghost. He kind of looked at them guys, and he didn't have no fear. He looked at them. They said, they told him, you can't preach in that name no more. He said, I want to tell you, the Lord that you crucified, that God raised from the dead, he said, this man stands here whole because he had faith in Jesus. So the name of God and faith in the name of Jesus has made this man whole. Don't look at us like we've done something. It's the name of Jesus that healed this guy. He told them. They're like, you can't preach that name no more. You'd think they'd be like, hey, won't you come to our church and preach? We got some lame people down there too. Whole new meaning for lame. Don't you wish? Don't you wish that Jesus would show up in our church? He's here. I'm telling you his word and faith in his name has healed that man and made him whole and religion said don't do that no more. And so Peter went home and told everybody, "Guys, I can't do this stuff no more." it's over, I've been commanded not to do No, you didn't read the Bible right. But we thought that. We thought, oh, if they ever come against us like that, we're just going to have to shut down the doors because they're going to take away our 501c3. Who gives a rip? Amen. We're not looking to the government to meet our need. It's God, it's Jesus Christ that meets our need. Amen. And I'm going to keep giving in the kingdom of God whether they give me a tax write-off or not. Amen. Well, that didn't shut Peter up, and it didn't shut the disciples up. But you, you read, just keep on reading in book facts. You find out they get Peter, and they throw him in prison. It's like, we're going to cut his head off. That's what their intentions were. So he's asleep like most of us would be. No, most of us would be like, oh, how am I going to get out of here? Peter just lay down, went to sleep in prison. It said an angel came and shook him, woke him up. Had to get awakened by an angel. It's like, come on, dude, follow me. And it's like, what's going on here? Now, this is in the Bible. This is New Testament. Angels coming in and helping us out. How I many of y'all like good angels coming to help us out? There have been a few bad angels trying to come help us out. See, we've got to discern good angels and bad angels. The right word, the wrong word. The right spirit, the wrong spirit. So the angel wakes him up says, let's go. They just walk through the gates just open to them when they get there. That would be cool. If you're in jail, God opens the gates. And it, and it said that on down the road after they got out of the prison and went through all the gates and the, the courts and everything, it dawned on Peter, hey, this really is an angel. I really am free. Sometimes we have to get way out there before we realize, hey, we are free. This is God that set me free. So he goes down where they're having a prayer, uh, prayer meeting. Everybody's in there praying. Some little teenage girl went to get a drink of water or something, and Peter's knocking on the gate. She hears him. It's like, that's Peter. She goes and tells the church, the the guys and gals that are gathered together, praying, oh, Lord, deliver him. And God did. And they couldn't believe it. (laughs) They're a lot like us. It's like, I can't believe you got out of that situation. See? See? We pray, God does stuff, a lot of times God will answer our prayers and we're like, I can't believe that. I don't really believe that happened. Anyway, he shows up at the gate and they go talk to him and he clues them in and they're just amazed that he got out of prison. But the whole bottom line was they told him not to preach the name of Jesus anymore. You can't use that anymore. They're trying to tell us that today. The politicians, I don't care what the politicians say. I ain't doing nothing they tell me to do. I ain't going to do it. They say you can't you can't uh, give allegiance to the flag. I just put it on Facebook and send it out. I do. That's kind of like Trump is. He does stuff like that and like Ease up, dude. Amen. I'm not saying put tweet stuff out and all that. I'm saying, look, they're going to tell you that you cannot preach in the name of Jesus. You can't serve God. You can't fly your flag in your yard, whatever it is, whatever they tell you. You can't do. They're coming after the body of Christ. You know why they don't like the body of Christ? Because we got power in the name of Jesus to stop the devil from doing what the devil's been doing. That's the reason they hate us and don't like us and they're trying to stop us. But they can't stop us. They've been trying for over 2,000 years and we keep growing every year. Let them put some pressure out. Amen. I'm just telling you the body of Christ is alive today because the Holy Spirit's alive. Jesus is alive, living in us. Amen. Here's some more religion. Well, Jesus was right there beside me. Boy, it's getting quiet in here. I like it when it gets like this right here. Let me clue you in. If you're a born-again believer, Jesus ain't beside you. He's inside you. There's a difference beside and inside. I gave y'all the illustration of the Jack Daniels. Y'all understand that one. So it's like, amen, there's a difference. He's in us. He's not just with us. He's in us. And the Holy Spirit is not just floating around in the air The Holy Spirit is He, and He has come to fill us up, to lead us and guide us into all truth, bring to our remembrance everything that Jesus has said to us. That's who He is. I better, man, I'm about out of time. I hadn't even got off the first paragraph. (laughs) That's bad. Let's look at. John chapter 16, verse 13. Even if I've read this, I want to read it again. I may have quoted it a while ago and didn't didn't remember. He'll bring it to my remembrance, though. How be it, Jesus is speaking again. How be it, when He, the Spirit of truth, is come, He will guide you into all truth. For He shall not speak of Himself, But whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. I could use that. I could use the Spirit of God showing me things to come and guiding me into all truth. And that word guide means to show the way to progress, to show the way to progress. The Spirit will guide us, show us the way that will lead us in to progression instead of recession. God wants to lead us out of the problems into the kingdom where there is no problems. You know, when the, you know, when you read that story in Revelations about in heaven there ain't no pain, there ain't no dying, ain't no crying, all those bad things that's on earth today. Jesus desires for His kingdom to come and us to live in a kingdom where all that that's going on up there is going on down here. And the people outside of us look at us and say, I want in y'all's kingdom. Right. And our kingdom's the kingdom of God, yeah. where there ain't none of that stuff going on. Amen. God wants us talking kingdom talk. And I'll tell you what kingdom talk is. It's, it's His Word. We talk His Word. We're ambassadors for Christ. When we're ambassadors for Christ, we only say what the home country tells us to say. We don't come in with our own opinions. The good news is in this church, there ain't no voting going on. And I ain't king. Jesus is king, and he's going to stay the king. And whoever's up here preaching, they're going to let you know Jesus is the king, not us. You know what? In a democracy, you have a say-so. In the kingdom of God, you ain't got no say-so. The say-so we have needs to line up with his say-so. And whatever he say-so, the Holy Spirit will reveal to us what he say-so. I'm glad my English teacher's not here tonight either. She didn't teach me that stuff, and it wasn't God that taught me either. <laughs> just, just saying, just saying. The Holy Spirit, He's going to glorify me, Jesus said, for He shall receive of mine, and He shall show it unto you. So, the, so Jesus is saying, He's going to receive what I say, and He's going to show it to you. That's what the Holy Spirit sent to do. Show us what Jesus is saying. All things that the Father hath are mine, Jesus said. Therefore, said I, that he shall take of mine and show it unto you. So whatever Jesus has said, whatever the Spirit of God is saying through Jesus Christ, he's wanting to show it to us. Let me show you what he's saying. man. Don't you realize we need the Holy Spirit in a big way. We need the Spirit of God showing us what Jesus said. Yeah, but how do you know? By the Spirit, not by the flesh. The flesh is carnal. The flesh is opposed to what the Word of God says. It's against God. Our flesh, like, I want to just go home and eat ice cream. And I will after this service. (laughs) <laughs> but I submitted to God and came here to do what I'm doing right now. Amen? See, but our flesh wants to just go do what our flesh wants to do all the time. And we need to submit to God and do what the Spirit of God wants us to do. I do that sometimes too. Y'all? Y'all out there? Yeah. See, God wants us to be a vessel For his spirit to come into, to flow through, to show himself mighty through on his behalf. The Bible says that the Lord's seeking to and fro about the earth. He's roaming around looking to see somebody that he can show himself mighty through on his behalf. The Bible also says Satan is as a roaring lion roaming about seeking whom he may devour. So the Spirit of God is looking to show himself mighty through us and the devil's trying to show himself mighty through us and and devour us and destroy us. So I'm here to tell you, don't be afraid of what the devil's doing. Get a hold of what Jesus is doing and overcome the enemy that's trying to destroy us. We need the power of God working in and through our lives to do what God's called us to do. What does Pastor Dwayne say? We'll ship his saddle home. I'm ready to hear Pastor Dwayne again real soon. It's like we're going to ship your saddle home, devil. How do we do it? By the power of God. By his grace and his ability living in us. Because we're his sons and we're his daughters. And we're just a channel and an avenue for his spirit to flow through to take care of our problems and help someone else with their problems. Amen? That's what we're here for. I'm gonna quit. I got an hour and, I mean, a minute and 31 <laughs> seconds. Wow, wait a minute here. I got a minute and 27 seconds to land this plane. And you realize we got a message for next week already, and maybe for the next two weeks. And then we'll go with whatever God says next, okay? We'll be believing God for, for the right subject. We we pray around here. We, we try to determine what God wants us to share. We try to bring a message that's going to uplift you and encourage you and give you Scripture that you can take home with you and just fill yourself up with that and run the devil off and let Jesus come in, amen, in a mighty way. So... We just pray that we all grow spiritually each time we come through these doors. That we get closer to God, we have a better understanding of God. And next week, if, if the Lord's willing for me to get there, he, he was willing this time, but I just didn't go with what He said. <laughs> I'm just telling you, God had some stuff that He wanted me to share with you all, and I had to share all this other stuff just to get there took me longer than I thought it would but he's wanting us to realize that God is revealing to us everything that he's done and will do and has in store for us and it's by his spirit that he's going to teach us and show us all those things you're going to find out hopefully next week that you every one of you that are born again have the mind of Christ you have not You're not trying to get the mind of Christ. You have the mind of Christ. And man, our mind, if it's of Christ, our thinking will get changed. Once we understand that, it's like, oh, no, I'm not thinking on all that stuff. I got the mind of Christ. I got a hot rod up here. I ain't idling no more. <laughs> you know, when you got a car, it'll go fast. You show them how fast it'll go. Used to anyway. Okay. You guys are hot rods. You are not slug bugs. Okay? We're, gonna, we're just going to continue on with the teaching. And hopefully within the next week or, or two, like I said, you'll be lined up to get filled with the Holy Ghost because you understand the Holy Spirit is something very important to the body of Christ today. And He is who we need, not who we need to reject. Amen? I'm trying to make this to the place where you understand This is a good thing. Ain't nothing bad about it at all. Amen. Stand up with me. I want to pray over you before we go home.